so much for listening. I know it's been well over a year since I've done an episode of this podcast, but I'm happy to be bringing it back. This week, I'm having a brief conversation with Woods, Billy Woods, who executive produced my new album, Call Me When You're Outside. It's available on Backwood Studios. It's available on vinyl, CD, and digital, and now it's streaming everywhere. So definitely go and check that out. Call Me When You're Outside. And Woods was the executive producer, so I wanted to really pick his brain about it because i've sat with a couple podcasts already um, and i've had you know i've talked to people about my thoughts on it so i wanted to get his thoughts on record uh and share those as well um i'm gonna keep going with the show next week i hope to have another interesting guest and then i'd like to do the music submission again because i did an episode last year where i had people send in their music and that was a lot of fun so i think i might do a lot of that actually anyway Uh, Enjoy listening. Thanks so much. This is a palace from Ruin. All right, we're here to talk about Call Me When You're Outside, my new album. Um, (sighs) Can I have a lighter so I might possibly make it through this conversation? You don't steal my lighters, which is very rare. Never say never. Well... (laughs) It's rare for someone who doesn't bring one to not end up pocketing it. I usually have my lighter 50% of the time. Ah, that is it. Objectively, I would say 10% of the time. Maybe. All right, yeah, Call Me When You're Outside, the new album. I didn't plan for this podcast. I figured just uh, a lot of people have been asking me about it because it's my album. I put it out. But I put it out on your label, and you executive produced it, so I wanted to get some of your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, why did you want to put it out? Um, I guess I knew that you had been working on a different project for a while, and I was always sort of urging you to wrap it up, and there's a lot of things going on with that other project where there was always one complication or another, or you wanted to expand it or do other things. Um, And meanwhile, you know, I thought you were making a lot of music and hadn't really, I don't know, I I felt like you were making a lot of music. Your production style was growing. You're getting some interesting placements and there was still no sort of cohesive body of work that indicated the things you've been doing over the last the places your music was going and the things that you'd been doing over the last five years or whatever um yeah there was yes there was another project that was leaning towards potentially leaning towards that vibe what you're saying uh making something cohesive about what i'm doing it's a very cool project but it was and i hope that that comes to fruition too it will but it was very concept heavy so that's kind of why it was taking me longer yeah because i was trying to whereas the concept of this one call me when you're outside uh the concept was a compilation of what you're saying like more specifically a compilation and amalgamation of what i've been working on and stuff like that and new stuff that you you know there were a lot of dope beats that you had played and that i was hearing when i was over here um that you'd sent artists i'm working with and things i knew that you were working on yeah for sure um and i just felt like didn't really always have the opportunity to do things with them myself but i felt like oh this is really interesting this is interesting 
And, um, you know, uh, yeah, man. I thought that there was a good opportunity. I thought it'd be interesting. And we had talked about it a little bit. And then if I'm going to do something, once we make the decision to try and do it, then it really occupies my focus till it's done. That's just the type of person I am. Yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed that. And we, yeah, the in, there was the inception of it. And then it was very, I would say, you know, I would say it's, it was pretty easy to put together just because of the position I'm in. I have a studio. I already am working on with these people on these projects. Um, two of the songs were already released. Or three of the songs were already released, which I thought was really cool because they didn't, the, the they didn't have, I, I didn't really get to like, push them as much the 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 tracks that were already released Mm -hmm. and then the new ones just came together very easily i think once i told people the project and what it was about um they were from people already working with on other stuff yeah exactly yeah and um the name because i was asked about the name a couple times you named it kind of flippantly maybe not but it was a very uh it wasn't that flippant it was flippant in um delivery but maybe you had thought of it i couldn't really i'm not really positive or maybe i don't remember correctly you know (laughs) because it's a very funny name uh and and only the other day did uh somebody point out that tyler the creator has that album call me if you get lost Mm. did you and i was a fan of that album i had been listening to that album never even connected in my mind till someone pointed it out to me I, I mean, funny. I've never heard that album, but I know. I, I now that you mention it, I realize I do know of its existence. Yeah. But yeah. It's not really that close to me. I just, you know, thinking no, know. about I it, just... and when we were talking about the record and how it's <clears throat> kind of grounded in this physical space, which also I think it's important to mention that part of this was the very real possibility then, and perhaps still, that you might leave this space. Um, and so much music could happen in this space. So I was saying, hey, let's let's get let's that. Put something let's, on yeah, it. Let's, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's mark it down, you know. And um, and so then really thinking about, okay, this room and what happens every time, what makes this studio what it is, and things like that. I thought it was uh, I thought it was good. Not only was it sounds good, which is first of all interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a sentence, it's and a it's very... open to interpretation mm-hmm. um and then also it's just functionally something that is recognizable if you know you've come here before <laughs> yeah. to some extent There's maybe nobody even who's if you come here even if you live in new york a lot of times you know somebody who has no buzzer and yep. you have to call them and then um and i lived in a building like that for most of my time in the city and um and so all of those things combined together uh and it also, I thought, gave a sense of um, familiarity and ease, which is one of the things that I think about with your studio. You know, um, I think it's a place where like people just well, come. It's low key. I struggle with You're calling a it a studio. Low key guy. Um, and uh, yeah, call me when you're outside. I'll let you. You know, yeah. you're pretty. You're pretty easygoing about um, all aspects of it, and uh, and I think it's a place where. A lot of the people who do come here often, it's it's a comfortable environment. You know, we might bump into each other here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's funny because I, I said I, I struggle with calling it a studio, but using the word struggle is interesting because it's also, I think, a benefit. 
in a way as well. Whereas uh, if, let's say, if someone who's never met me, never been here, gets recommended, and I use the word music studio, come to my music studio, that's going to, I think, for most people, imprint a certain visual, right? Um, but then when they walk inside, it's more of, oh, this is an apartment. <laughs> this is a, a space with recording equipment in it, with record studio recording equipment inside of it, but there's no large mixing board. And I feel like in a benefit, that makes people comfortable. You know, it's not a very restrictive. It's a casual. It's, it's a very casual it's environment. Ca- it's professional, yeah, <laughs> casual environment. Are, do you go to, have you, you know, you, I know you've recorded a lot here recently, but have you been to music studios where you're unable to smoke inside? In my life? Yes. Yes. Uh, so not very often, I guess. The, the way your reaction was just now sounds like not late, Not lately. Not lately. But, um, yeah, I mean, it has happened once lately. Yeah, and I've there, been in a lot of professional and then, studios And then there are where, people who are moving to new situations where they haven't really ironed that out with management yet. Yep. And so if you just finish putting together a really nice studio in a really nice building, and you're like, hey, you know what? don't smoke today i still have to kind of figure out how that whole thing is going to work then i've had that happen recently and totally totally reasonable plenty of studios that don't really even have a bathroom you know or just you know it doesn't happen a lot anymore but i guess that has not happened to me yeah yeah in a long time but just people's recording spaces i don't know i feel like i'm very lucky to have this space inside an apartment but yes there was a feeling i mean it's sizable we're not in your bedroom you know no 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 yeah it's not a bedroom um it's not a bedroom studio, you know, yeah. but there was moments when I think I will have to leave and I will eventually. I mean, the landlady, everybody who's been here has heard the story about the building because in New York, it's really hard to come by space like this. You know, the landlady may may be on her way soon and we'll see, man. But we hung on and we put out Call Me When You're Outside. Yes. OK, so let's talk about a little bit about the tracks individually. Um or uh, not all of them, because I don't want to go down that path too much. But I wanted to ask about a couple of them. Uh, that shirt track, Pirouette. Like they better than me, baby, where at? Where at? Gigi Barrette, she hit the Gucci with the slant. How I spend the day thinking when the sneaker meets the pant. It's a business. Pin shirt with the business. Run me a check. Ain't at my money year yet. Matter of fact. Run my silhouette and tell me, have you ever seen a rapper pirouette? What's my fear? What? You alive, we're in luck. Four corners, every color on us, every one of all us. I studied language over in That track had already been out, so what was it that made you want to put that song on there? Well, we were talking about stuff, and I really thought, um, he's a, he's a dope artist, and, um, He's somebody who's taken his own sort of very specific approach to the industry and how he marketed himself and and things like that. And I think even I, as a person who knows you, who's friends with you and have worked with you, forget how long you had been working with Shirt. Um, I remember me and Blockhead tried to get down with him I think it was on Dower Candy. Wow. Yeah, it was a long time ago and like got through most of the process. Yeah. And then he kind of disappeared. He's very enigmatic yeah, by he's using an that. Enigmatic guy. <laughs> That's a good word. Um people like to use that word for me, but I'm really a regular guy, you know. Well, you can't say that it's not applicable in in some ways. Uh, 
anyway, the main point is um, track bagged. <laughs> the main point is uh, I just I knew of I I had known of him since that time, you know. Um, and so when we were thinking of because part of how I was approaching it was I said, man, you you've worked with so many people. Um, big, small, and in between have like passed through here, worked with you, and you know, people would be surprised sometimes to see the people that have rhymed, oh, yeah. the range of people who've rhymed on your beats, or um, you know, the, the, I've come through here before and there was like 19 year olds, <laughs> like 10, 19 year olds in here making like trap records. That kid's song was awesome. Um, and then I've come, you know, sometimes I hit you up and you're like, Rap Ferreira is here, or um, um, Fat Tony, you know, that yeah, he's another people one on who you have had long relationships with, yeah, um, who have been doing their thing and, 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 are, and are well known, and people don't necessarily associate you that closely. Um, so, you know, when we were talking about it, it was like, what things really make sense? And obviously, who are the people out there that you can reach out to, things like that? So, um, well, it was a. Uh, the uh, shirt song, though, when we were talking about that, was just, we want to do this. Um, you're going to send shirt something new, or should we try yeah. and do something that already exists? And, you know. You were like, here's a couple joints that are already in the can. And that is a really dope song. So it yeah. was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, another track that I was going to talk about was Buddy Ryan because that was an interesting one because it's like a two-parter, right? There's two beats. There's a beat switch. And the first part was done. The first part had been done for a little while. And we didn't know what to do with it. But then it became very obvious that we were going to use it for well, this. I didn't feel like it. That's the thing. I kind of... We oh, you did didn't feel it like it was I done. Just, I mean... It could have been, but that's the thing that happened with it was I never fully felt like it was completely cooked. Right. Um, and then you... And then, you know, it was here, and it, but it had a potential placement on something else you were doing. Correct, yeah. Um, and then when we were discussing this, I was like, you know, we could, we could take that track off of there, put it on here, um, maybe has the kind of energy we want, and then it was about how to sort of build on what was there and um either do a second part with you or yeah and you know sketch sketch uh sketch's name came up and it made a lot of sense uh you brought sketch incredible up. yeah, he's, yeah. A, he, he's uh got an incredible voice um he can rhyme with anybody yeah listen sketch um, is ridiculous very rap, very I... unique artist um, speaking of people who don't get mentioned very much, uh, Jeff Markey, yep. dope producer who does things here and there. Um, he did Western Education, and I know that him and him and Sketch are cooking something up. Yeah, I've heard some of it. I have really too. Crazy. I can't wait to hear yeah. more of that. Um, but yeah, so he came up, and he's the type of dude who uh, he'll knock out a feature. Man, it's not like a lot of dancing and. Yeah pussyfooting or checking well. back in you know what i mean he you get it to him and because he, he takes a long time to do his projects you know his personal projects take a long time for them he, he's very but he's the type of person who you're like you want a feature from them it's like bang professional 
and it's never some like feature. It's never uh, just a feature vibe. No, it's always hard. like he goes hard no yeah. matter what. Um, and I mean, you you know, you, that's a great beat. Um, well, you asked me to do a beat switch. Is, the beat change is dope. But, um, do you remember what you asked me to make it sound like? No, I don't. Oh, my God. It was very frustrating because essentially you asked me, you gave me a reference. You were like, I want it to sound like this. And I was like, oh, I'll, that, well, that's one of the best living producers of all time on one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Uh, so that should be easy. You, you asked if I could make it sound it like half a, man, half yeah, half man, half, half cocaine. Man, half cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> the beat switch on that, and I was like, "Oh, easy, yeah, no problem." <laughs> Banging at no jumping tables on lunch with the tables. I'm from that rap music is the devil. I'll ruin your instrumental. What I'm doing? Turn loops to frets with your smoke rings. You go hula hoop, nephew. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. Give me the That fed it oxygen. Novelty's kindling would be an oddity to lose his luster. Before the refrain marches in, see these matchstick men dash through the town square on the way to work. That keeps the collar blue for a season. I stay for the souvenirs and postcard commentary by the lost. But we, you did the beat switch and then I'll you I'll never added forget it. the first time I heard that song. That shit is hard. Um, I was driving down a mountain, so. Uh, not to hijack your name. Wait, no, 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 I want to hear this. Were you on tour or something? No, it was um, Hiding Places was out, and I went to California to shoot a video for Houthi. Um, we kind of mapped the whole thing out with Kenny Siegel and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, a lot of my visuals I've worked with, um, not all, but a decent amount, work with this cat, Joseph Malt, yeah. uh, in the last many years um he's done a lot of you stuff you can find him me. online under the name joseph he did sponge he did that sponge yeah that's funny he did that spongebob video yep. um he did both your short films arm and hammer short yeah films. yeah yeah he's done a lot of arm and hammer stuff anyway the main point is um who so, put the record on you were driving Houthi was with this other cat whose name is escaping me right now we can fill in it or whatever but really i love that video really well done we did Houthi. We went out there to do the Houthi video, and right before I left, this cat hit me up because I also had a show in L.A. Um, and this other guy hit me up and was like, yo, I'd love to do a Ar- video with Armin Hammer. He had this whole idea. And I was like, man, um, you know, and things are not crazy right now or whatever, but we're doing a little bit okay, better than Very 2019 was definitely like. Headline Central Park, but uh, sure, you know. 2019 was definitely um, hiding places was like making more noise than any of my stuff had before but it wasn't like <laughs> we weren't just doing any type of budget or whatever jedi rosenberg on the video jed rosenberg jed yeah. rosenberg really says- great really great experience he had everything set up um and it came out it came out really well but to bring you back in you were driving down so mountain. anyway I, when i'm gonna go do that uh this other person saw that I had a show in LA and was like, yo, I'd love to do a video with you. I shoot videos in LA. They didn't have a very extensive um, highlight reel or whatever, but I was like, man, this some of this looks pretty cool. The issue is that um, I'm already going out there to shoot a video and just trying to be careful with the yeah. budget here. So I was like, 
we could probably scrape up some type of little bit of bread, but not much. And they were like, nah, well, you're here. Fuck it, I want to do it. Um, we worked out a, a, a very generous number on their part. And so I was trying to similarly think of something we could do that would be short. Um, because obviously if somebody's willing to do a video way below scale, that doesn't mean they want to do your five-minute, you know. <laughs> uh, masterpiece, yeah. So I was like, steak knives make sense. And they had, or maybe they picked steak knives because it was short. Regardless, they knew they wanted to do something short. Um, and so they picked you up. And they they were... had a plan for steak knives. We discussed it. I was like, cool. So I get to L.A. Um, and then maybe the second day, this guy comes and picks me up. We drive in a truck up to the mountains. And it's like so far into the mountains, in the desert or whatever, that like cell phones stop working. And we're up there doing this whole thing where it's like I'm burying something in the desert. Yeah. Pretty ominous scenario. Hot day up there digging a hole in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And um, I start to think about the fact I don't know this guy. Yeah. Cell phones are not working. Yep. We're up here. I have no idea what's going to happen. Then we start hearing shots. <laughs> And I look up on this ridge, and somebody's up there with, like, some type of assault rifle just shooting. Cool. Um, and so it was one of those moments where you're like, damn, this is really, this is interesting. This is, <laughs> you know, because you drive into those areas outside of, Cal outside of L.A., like, and just California's strange, man. You like drive a little bit and you're in absolutely the middle of nowhere in a very specific way and people act like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy's just firing off. Just shooting. And then just watching us. Well, I'm glad you got out it of there safe, weird. man. Anyway, so we finished shooting the video. I'm a little rattled. Driving down the mountain and we've been listening to whatever, Spotify or something, whatever this guy had in his truck. And as soon as we hit a certain point where the phones cut on um where reception came on so the music just cut on because he was listening to spotify or whatever mm -hmm. so we're going down this mountain music cuts on first song they play is, is half man half cocaine um and when that beat switch hit man yeah. that shit was crazy man <laughs> that, um it was crazy Courtesy very of very very memorable moment in life, yeah, we were flying down the side of this mountain, and that that song came on. Was and Kenny I was with like, you? Yo, this is the wildest shit. No, of course he wasn't gonna go up there. What? Do you mean? I don't know. It's his, on, his, his, his track. He has, a real, he has a real. He has a real life. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, whatever. I think the transition we did was was really good, but uh, also you incorporated this. Uh, there's a sample in there. Um, what is it? It's Danzig getting knocked out, right? So backstage uh, at a Danzig show, I believe, Glenn Danzig. Funny. I had totally forgotten about that, yes. Yeah. Uh, you brought that to my attention, and you were like, can we cut this in? And it's a really funny video clip on YouTube. Yeah. just I All mean, that ended up staying was the, yeah, kick his ass or whatever. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, man. That was funny.
but I love that track and that transition and the way Sketch comes in. And, you know, a lot of people uh, listen to this record because it came out on your label and they're familiar with your the, your work already. Maybe they're not quite as familiar with Sketch 185. Actually, I, you know, some of the feedback I got was like, I haven't heard this guy's work yet. This is incredible. Where's the rest of it? You know, you point them in the direction of all his stuff. So um, shout out to him. Man, and... Yeah, just I, I, I'm excited to have it out. I, I will say that I want to use it and I'm already using it as a jumping off point to produce full albums for people because you'll notice I, I haven't really done a lot of that. I get a lot of placements. I've had placements on, you know, we could, we could talk way too long about the, like you like you said, going way back for people. But I haven't really had a lot of full album production yet, which is something I want to focus on. And I'm excited about because using this record to show people the atmosphere that I can set, I think is is going to be really helpful in that regard. Um, but yeah, anyway, man, it's it's short record, so I wanted to keep this short. Uh, hopefully, people will listen to it. Yeah, is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, about? no, I have some questions. Okay, um, yeah, hit me. I'm curious what the initial inspiration um because one of the things that i think that's really interesting about this record and about you as a producer is the breadth of your work and styles of things that you can do um it really runs the gamut and you know uh, this is a time when a lot of people's stuff is very simple which i like simple you know i, I like simple i like busy i like mm-hmm. you know but you have a certain aesthetic that's it's neither. It's hard to really place. But let's talk a little bit about the beat for Kingston. What was the initial inspiration for that beat? Um, were you thinking of it as an instrumental piece or something someone was going to rhyme rap over? Um, I will say... significantly older so it's a little hard to remember uh because let's let's talk about like so what what was that 2018 17 i mean i have no idea when you made it no no no. i'm trying to remember when we recorded that song so that that's what i'm trying to remember so yeah i no, i think that that was probably recorded in 2018 okay so it was the beat was probably made at the very you know probably 2017 or something like that mm-hmm. um definitely i always make beats wanting people rhyme on it i haven't really made the instrumental projects that i put out that's not a beat tape but that i label as an instrumental project are made with intention but only from beats that i've already made i will then turn them into what i see as instrumental pieces um but when i'm making beats it's it's hard not to be like 
making something that somebody potentially and for rhyming not necessarily a vocalist period yeah yeah um yeah rhyming usually i i I, I do think this is unfortunate. I don't have a lot of work with vocalists, singers, or songwriters that aren't usually typically rappers, you know. What about a beat like... Um, well, yeah, I just found that interesting because there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of really great uh, instrumentation in that beat. It's sample-driven, man. It, I mean, it's two different and samples. It, and it changes as it goes along. Yeah. And, um, it, it, it's very interesting and, and sits at a totally different end of the spectrum from something like buddy ryan or something like which um, is more boom bap to to use a cliche term or something like more. black spider-man yeah which is which is dark and creepy um yeah i don't know uh i, I just i because it's because i listen to so many different things like i really in one day can listen to noise borderline noise rock to all the way down to just piano, you know what I mean, instrumental with like anything in between. And it's like I have this huge reservoir of samples, like this just 100 gigabyte folder that I transfer from hard. It's backed up like six different ways um, of just the strangest audio rips of vinyls and, and shit from back in the day. And I've been going, I've, I've used that one folder for almost 10 years now to pull samples from. And that track i mean it's it's two different samples i know that off the top of my head i can remember like the the but both of the samples themselves were really busy and i didn't loop a sing i didn't loop a small part of it i let each one ride out for a long time and it's they it it, it borderlines like offbeat like because they're they're just two different things playing at once but it works it becomes melodic like the i'd love to be able to pull it up and go through it or whatever maybe i can do that i know people do that uh, on YouTube and stuff like that, people love getting to see like how samples were put together. But yeah, and then something like like the label head in me is saying, please do not do that. You don't have to say the name. You just play yeah, it. And- we, we don't have to. Play. I'm just telling you. <laughs> As you're describing that, everything inside me is like cut it's a the red flag. Cut, cut the mic. Um, but yeah, I'm also curious about something like. Uh, it's funny because, you know, we did a couple of shows, Arm & Hammer shows with Pink Sifu recently. And, hey, what a great performer. Uh, what a prolific artist. Dude is about his business. I mean, I remember when Elucid first introduced me to him um, and seeing how much he's gotten done and how uh, how well-considered all those moves have been. And I would say that listening to this project, he's the, he's the person I most wish that... Um, like, I love that track. I think him and Tony Fielded all come off on that track. It's real cool. It's one of those tracks that's real, a real vibe to it. Yeah. It's cool. Um, peace to Fat Tony. Fat Tony Another put really that track nice together. Guy. Yeah, that's he's he's the one who was who put that and together. Fans already moved once and moving again. Yeah, I like it here. You can come too, but you should be aware. Yeah, could use a little repair, but that kind of ain't built for me to move. None of us, not even one of us. Beautiful, ain't it? But don't come where I live. You won't like it here unless you come ready to give. Unless you come ready, don't move where I live. Fuck a plantation, running my sins. All of my sins, it's got to gain. I'm trying to live, they trying to get me out the crib. On a new place, mama, papa, he's chilling, my nigga, the street. I need the pavement, we still in the street. You know the way. All I know, niggas gotta find a way. Take a time, let it sit, find it, sit. They all gonna talk. Um. But 
I wish we gotten the. If I could go back and do it again, I would have hit Sifu and been like, "Yo." Well, you're telling me, man. I mean, he's we one need of my a, current. We need a so we need a solo joint from you on this. I got beats for him. I mean, he's one of my current favorite artists. Because there were some people we reached out to who we didn't manage to get, and then there's a couple people who you think of and you're like, "Why didn't I reach out to them?" Well, there's also. A I think Sifu. I knew that a lot of other things were going on with him and it was just like well we're trying to move pretty swiftly yeah um and you know you already have one project that's kind of a little bit has the has other people that that it's (laughs) a little bit bogged down so it's like let's just move swiftly and and put this thing out so that might have been part of the reason but in retrospect i think that that would have been dope um one thing we didn't actually touch on which i can turn it back around on you is the nft track which was funny the way it came together I explained it on a on a show I did a little bit, um, but essentially you got approached by Adult Swim, right, for to do a single, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, they were like, let's we want you to do a record, but we want you to do a, a collaboration with somebody, right? And um, you know, they were kind of like not somebody you already work with, not somebody who's already involved in your circle. Yeah, and so. I was just trying to think through people and then came up on Koreatown Oddity, who Elucid again. Elucid is the only reason I know any, any <laughs> artist. Shout out Elucid. Seriously, all of those dudes. Yeah, he put Akai me Solo, yeah. Sifu, um, Koreatown. No Sag from New Kingdom. No Sag. Um, the vast majority of these dudes is people that he actually. Elucid will put is me tapped onto. in. He's much more tapped in than me, um, which is not hard. So, anyway. I suggested Career Town Oddity, and they were like, cool. Told me how, you know, whatever, hit him up, and was like, um, we can split this bread with Adult Swim. And then, of course, I was thinking, let me get you involved, because I knew we were already doing this. We were in the middle of this project, and, yeah. Um, and I just thought, hey, I'm working with you. I'm over here a lot. It's, I like to take the same people with me that I, you know, Canada to dance with so it's like if there's an opportunity to get a little bit of money and I'm coming over here all the time and well know, I thought it was things and I need to also come over here when there's an opportunity to get some bread and be like yeah so tell me what's the most precious it gotta be the one thing everybody be obsessed with what's that you have the grains of sand and the hourglass well don't nobody know Slower, fast, watching the lower half, you know just what you left with. Where can I buy an NFT of an extra 60 seconds? Mm-hmm. So I can take this moment and extend it while dancing to the rhythm of my genuine perspective. You can tell by the charisma in my methods that I don't take the steps. The steps take me where I'm destined. Come and get these nigga lessons. Come on. Step and fetch it took one for the team. I also thought it was smart the way you suggested and, and what we did, which was spin the promotion of Adult Swim into helping promote this this album as well, because they have a huge reach. I mean, their mm-hmm. their Instagram account has a million followers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when they just by sheer volume, when they tweet something or put something out, people click it. You know, there's yeah. a really high rate of click. And, and then the song itself, I mean, we let him pick the beat. We sent a, uh, I sent a beat pack over to the Koreatown Oddity. He picked it. 
wouldn't have been a beat that you would have picked necessarily, but you were fucking with it. You're like, I can rhyme on this. Uh, and then he came back with just this crazy dude. His verse is crazy. I, I fuck with his rap so much. Uh, the, the verse is awesome. And he, what he mentioned NFTs, which was really funny. I remember the first time I mentioned it to you. You were like, don't bring this shit to me. No, that was the first time I ever heard of it. Yeah. And then it was like any moment that you could, if the possibility existed for you to say something, you were going to bring up an NFT. And then I dropped it a week later. Well, when I'm trying to like write a verse, it's like, um, checked out the latest news about NFTs. And then after that, I started to see it everywhere. So it was, it was kind of more annoying. But yeah, it is ironic that. Um, we ended up back. making up that so- making that song, and that's the direction that it went. He wrote about time, and in a lot of his lyrics, it was talking about time, which I thought was interesting, because then you wrote about time in your lyrics, and it was actually the second track that you and I have done that's about time. That is true. Because what is it on shrines or? It's on shrines. It's on shrines. Mm-hmm. Flavor Flav is about time. I also released a. Two different albums built around time. One of them, one of them was each track represented an hour of the day, so there were twenty-four tracks. It was one a.m., two a.m., three a.m., and so on. And I tried to make each track sound like that hour of the day. And then <laughs> I released another album that was based on time and where you are. So inside day, inside night, in outside day, outside night. With I don't know. It's weird how time keeps coming up in a uh, my music unintentionally i guess maybe intentionally as well but when he sent back his verse and he used the word nft and he was talking about time as an nft that shit was dope to me because time you can't change that's it that's the one thing you can't change there's a couple maybe a small handful of other things but i just thought that was interesting i thought another interesting thing was that the last song we ended up doing simple machines um, it's really one of my favorites. I really, I really mess with that song heavy. Yeah, me too, man. Um, you know, sometimes you do a song and you're like, man, I wish this was for my project. Well, listen, that was, was a very that was one of those. You eviscerated that. Tra- that verse is crazy because you're. It's such a casual evisceration of... Uh, I don't know how much people mess with that, but that song to me is great. That beat, as soon as I heard it, I was like, man, this is so great. They said no second chances when I see them go again. They gave vague answers, that's why I value candor. If I can't be down, just let me know off the jumps. Up to me, decide whether or not I come back and shoot the place up. Put the bubbles in your soda. Pebbles in your bowl, I rolled the motor, rolled through in a steamroller. I rolled the cold and cold arms cross, cannabis colas, leaf blowers, break campesino backs like coca. Keep clear, worm motors, crew machines, clip your wings so clean you ain't even notice. It's simple like leverage, foot on their neck to stop. Remember, I had other beats and I was considering, and then yeah. once I heard that, I was like, oh, I gotta rap over this. Yep. Yeah, I love that track. Um, we talked about maybe even shooting a video for that. That would be cool. All right, How man. did you get introduced to Fat Boy Sharif? I do not. I. I can, you guys have some things coming. Well, which we I don't can, have to get into that. No, we could talk about that. Him and I. I've already set, mentioned it on my thing, but okay. Him and I have talk a about bunch, it. a bunch of. Him and I have a bunch of shit coming. Him and I are working on a whole project that could potentially come out as as maybe even a full 
you know what I mean, coherent project, which would be really exciting. Ironically, preservation just called me. Well, I think he's if you want to talk about York. that, that's, no, that, that's you know, not. we could cut that. But highly relevant to this whole <laughs> conversation, yeah. Um, what I was going to say about him is, I don't... Twitter, about Sharif now. About Sharif, Twitter. I just saw it on Twitter, and I can't remember who now, but I'm like, what is that? I'll click something if the right person retweets it, or it looks interesting enough. He just, he was everywhere. Everyone I followed all the it's just i i listened more and i and i fucked with it really heavy and yeah i'm excited to be working with him on a on a bunch of stuff um and through because he was not originally cho- chosen for this project it was just that he was coming by here to work on other stuff we him and i met eventually connected and he came by and we started working on our stuff which had nothing none of it has been released I was like, I'm working on this other project, and he and I was like, do you want to contribute something to that? And he was like, absolutely, because he. The funny thing is, he wanted to contribute to the untitled project that you were talking about before, the whole syn- synthesis of this. And I said no because it was done, <laughs> and I was like, let's do something else. And then this came up, and I was like, can you do something for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dialect to check the sniper bullets for work are coming forth by day. Repeat CIA in the workings, peace further. Pop champagne, celebrate police murder. Mark assassination bomb, Baghdad crack loot. Relapse wound, Black Panther glass wound. The snow traded Carolina, prep the snake bit, poltergeist. Examining real painting Christ passion intervene Hip hop task force DM and fix Spotify streets. Yeah man I You don't I, have an ETA on you and him's thing yet. No, him and I have a thing that uh will be pretty much done like in the can by the end of the year. Okay. Uh so that means I'm almost positive him and I will have a thing out during next year which is really exciting. Okay. Um, yeah, man, I got to get him over here soon and wrap that up. That's going to be fucking ridiculous. Is there anything that you want to talk about? I mean, I know that I'm go- excited to go to this Arm & Hammer show. When is it? November 11th? I don't want to say the wrong date, but I'm... November I think you just did say the wrong date. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I edit this, so whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, is it the 6th or something? You don't remember? I think it's the seventh. Yeah, that's a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. It's the seventh. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, go listen to this record. It'll be out when 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 this podcast comes out. It'll be "Call Me When You're Outside." It'll be on Spotify and everywhere else. There's vinyl available. We've already sold a bunch, which I'm really excited about. But I want to sell all of them. Yeah, go so. cop that vinyl if you can. It's really uh, nice. It'll be in Europe through HHV. Yep. Um, you can get it direct from us or from Bandcamp. And uh, we are destroying it, so it might turn up in some stores around you. Yep. But um, really great artwork by uh, Myra Musgrove, who's done a lot of stuff with us. Um, it's just very simple, really. Can't wait to see the vinyl, actually. Yeah, me too. Um Willie Green mixed it, or Willie Green mastered it after I mixed it. So yeah, you know Willie it Green great. mastered it. He mixed Kingston too. Yeah. Um, 
you know, which we had that had already come out. One of the songs had already come out, mm-hmm. um, but there's so much happening in that song, and um, <laughs> that shit is crazy. Uh, singer so talented that being able to let Willie Green like take a crack at it and mixing it, I think, really took it to another level. Um, and yeah, just all of the artists who were involved. Uh, Tip my hat because each, each song was really good. I mean, Warner Wolf, which we didn't even really talk I, about, the Elucid song was really, really great. Yeah, Warner Wolf is insane to me. Elucid mm-hmm. just came by here early one day and was like, oh, you know, put it on. <laughs> just killed it. It's ridiculous. Uh, who your people? Who you favor? Where y'all from now? Where you wake up? Or where you wake up? Brush your mouth before you say something. My first song, I came to take some. Can't play it straight, come taste the seed and play crumbs. I waited in the weeds, thorns pricking my thumbs. Tucked in the slum, turning colds. I float the block past pipe cleaners and rock smokers. So-called soldiers and polite eyes. Always on time, but very casual. Just, Just some niggas on the avenue. Seabird fell dead from the sky where I was last seen. Pretty wing, if you can hear me, let a semi sing. In the closest priest's direction, they'll say anything. They'll kill you and keep your remains, cause no family's present. What day of judgment? What's your malfunction? Crumbling green clouds, don't worry about where I'm moving now. I carry so much of the rebound. Two stepping, I am at the school of the video Warner Wolf, if anybody doesn't know, is an old, old sports announcer. Uh, so there's a sample in there of him saying, let's I mean, go to the video Why are you tape. saying this stuff, man? That doesn't matter. That's public domain, bro. Just I so you know. I don't think it is public yes, domain. Yes, it is. You can, can I see the lighter? Yes, it is. You can use a... Uh... <laughs> anyway, is there anything you want to talk about upcoming for Backwoods, I think I asked, besides that show? Um, no. I mean, this record... Um, and uh, to anyone who's wondering why Shrapnel weren't on this record, you're going to find out pretty soon. Yeah. Although both of those dudes, you know, came through here to work on their solo out of Little Robert Hutton, which is, of course, amazing. One of the best albums this year. And um, and Prem's record, both of those guys passed through here yep. to get Load their Load bearing crow's feet. They both recorded a couple of joints for each of those here. Yeah, both those records are ridiculous, and I can't wait for Shrapnel because uh, they're working on stuff, and I've been I've been hearing some of that and working with on, them on some of it. So whew, I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, it, it it gets frustrating for me to talk about this stuff. Um, well, honestly, I'm just happy to have played a part in uh, in really just cataloging a little space and time. And um, yeah, man, thank you for doing it. To me, that there's bigger things coming, so I'm yeah. excited. All right, well. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Peace.